Epistle 48 of Epistles of Cyprian by Cyprian. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Epistle 48, Cyprian's Answer to Cornelius, Concerning the Crimes of Novitus. Argument. He praises Cornelius that he had given him timely warning, seeing that the day after the guilty faction had come to him, he had received Cornelius's letter. Then he describes at length Novitus's crimes, and the schism that had before been stirred up by him in Africa. Cyprian, to Cornelius his brother, greeting. You have acted, dearest brother, both with diligence and love, in sending us in haste Nicephorus the Acolyte, who both told us the glorious gladness concerning the return of the confessors, and most fully instructed us against the new and mischievous devices of Novatian and Novitas for attacking the Church of Christ. For whereas, on the day before, that mischievous faction of heretical wickedness had arrived here, itself already lost and ready to ruin others who should join it, on the day after, Nicephorus arrived with your letter, from which we both learnt ourselves and have begun to teach and to instruct others that Evaristus, from being a bishop, has now not remained even a layman, but, banished from the sea and from the people and in exile from the church of Christ, he roves about far and wide through other provinces and himself having made shipwreck of truth and faith, is preparing for some who are like him as fearful shipwrecks. Moreover, that Nicostratus, having lost the diaconate of sacred administrations because he had abstracted the church's money by a sacrilegious fraud and disowned the deposits of the widows and orphans, did not wish so much to come into Africa as to escape thither from the city, from the consciousness of his rapines and his frightful crimes. And now, a deserter and a fugitive from the church, as if to have changed the clime, were to change the man. He goes on to boast and announce himself a confessor, although he can no longer either be called or be a confessor of Christ who has denied Christ's church. For when the Apostle Paul says, quote, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. End quote. When, I say, the blessed apostle says this, and with his sacred voice testifies to the unity of Christ with the church, cleaving to one another with indivisible links, how can he be with Christ who is not with the spouse of Christ and in his church? Or how does he assume to himself the charge of ruling or governing the church who has spoiled and wronged the church of Christ? For about Novitas, there need have been nothing told by you to us, since Novitas ought rather to have been shown by us to you, as always greedy of novelty, raging with the rapacity of an insatiable avarice, inflated with the arrogance and stupidity of swelling pride, always known with bad repute to the bishops there, always condemned by the voice of all the priests as a heretic and a perfidious man, always inquisitive that he may betray. He flatters for the purpose of deceiving, never faithful that he may love, a torch and fire to blow up the flames of sedition, a whirlwind and tempest to make shipwrecks of the faith, the foe of quiet, the adversary of tranquility, the enemy of peace. Finally, when Novitus withdrew thence from among you, that is, 
when the storm and the whirlwind departed, calm arose there in part, and the glorious and good confessors who by his instigation had departed from the church, after he retired from the city, returned to the church. This is the same Novitas, who first sowed among us the flames of discord and schism, who separated some of the brethren here from the bishop, who in the persecution itself was to our people, as it were, another persecution, to overthrow the minds of the brethren. He it is who, without my leave or knowledge, of his own factitious and ambition, appointed his attendant, Felicimus, a deacon, and with his own tempest, sailing also to Rome, to overthrow the church, endeavored to do similar and equal things there, forcibly separating a part of the people from the clergy, and dividing the concord of the fraternity that was firmly knit together and mutually loving one another. Since Rome, from her greatness, plainly ought to take precedence of Carthage, he there committed still graver and graver crimes. He who, in the one place, had made a deacon contrary to the church, in the other made a bishop, nor let any one be surprised at this in such men. The wicked are always madly carried away by their own furious passions, and after they have committed crimes, they are agitated by the very consciousness of a depraved mind. Neither can those remain in God's church who have not maintained its divine and ecclesiastical discipline, either in the conversation of their life or the peace of their character. Orphans despoiled by him, widows defrauded, monies moreover of the church withheld, exact from him those penalties which we behold inflicted in his madness. His father also died of hunger in the street, and afterwards even in death was not buried by him. The womb of his wife was smitten by a blow of his heel, and in the miscarriage that soon followed, the offspring was brought forth, the fruit of a father's murder. And now does he dare to condemn the hands of those who sacrifice when he himself is more guilty in his feet, by which the son who was being born was slain. He long ago feared this consciousness of crime. On account of this, he regarded it as certain that he would not only be turned out of the presbytery, but restrained from communion, and by the urgency of the brethren, the day of investigation was coming on, on which his cause was to be dealt with before us, if the persecution had not prevented. He, welcoming this, with the sort of desire of escaping and evading condemnation, committed all these crimes and wrought all this stir, so that he who was to be ejected and excluded from the church anticipated the judgment of the priests by a voluntary departure, as if to have anticipated the sentence or to have escaped the punishment. But in respect to the other brethren, over whom we grieve, that they were circumvented by him, we labor that they may avoid the mischievous neighborhood of the crafty impostor, that they may escape the deadly nets of his solicitations, that they may once more seek the church from which he deserved by divine authority to be expelled. Such indeed, with the Lord's help, we trust may return by his mercy, for one cannot perish unless it is plain that he must perish, since the Lord in his gospel says, quote, Every planting which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. End quote. He alone who has not been planted in the precepts and warnings of God the Father can depart from the church. He alone can forsake the bishops and abide in his madness with schismatics and heretics. 
but the mercy of God the Father and the indulgence of Christ our Lord and our own patience will unite the rest with us. I bid you, dearest brother, ever heartily farewell. End of Epistle 58 by Cyprian Read by David Ronald